Human nature cannot be studied in cities except at a disadvantage. A village is the place. There, you can know your man inside and out. In a city, you but know his crust, and his crust is usually a lie. From Mark Twain, 1835 to 1910. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awadonjo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for January 24th to 31st, 2020, the new snow moon. First from the mail room, here's a note from Margaret Latham of Pimpern Parish, North Dorset, England. Population about 1,200 souls. Dear Rob, we haven't had your weekly email this week, so we hope this does not mean that you have fallen on the ice and been injured. Dear Margaret, I am fine. The problem is with the Almanac bulk email, which was blocked by the big G. Now, it may take some time to work this out, and in the meantime, I will be encoring Almanacs from the archives and putting finishing touches on my next book due out later this year. Thanks for your patience. Your friend, Rob. And to all subscribers to the print edition of the Almanac, I hope you'll bear with me. Pass the word, but whatever you do, stay tuned. And here are some natural events. In small towns, we greet each other, even in passing. You know the drive-by wave. One finger off the steering wheel is the basic greeting. Two or three fingers raised signify more familiarity, and the whole hand wave is reserved for close friends or family, or those to whom we owe money or favors. On the street, we're used to speaking when we pass someone. To not speak means you're either from out of town or not on speaking terms. Maybe some of you are old enough to remember Crocodile Dundee straight from the outback to the streets of Manhattan, greeting everyone with a cheerful good eye while they either ignored him or scowled. Now, small-town people understand this. In villages, it's common knowledge that everyone knows everyone else's business. We rejoice when our neighbors rejoice, and we weep when our neighbors weep. When someone accomplishes something, everyone knows about it. It often shows up in the local paper. Did you make the honor roll? Or did you get a big promotion? Or hike the Appalachian Trail? We know, and we congratulate you. Did you lose a loved one? We know, and we bring casseroles and flowers to your house, and we show up at the memorial service. Of course, there's more. Did you get busted for speeding, or worse? It shows up in the police blotter. Did you neglect to pay your taxes? It shows up in the town report. Did you cheat on your wife? Did you act foolish at town meeting or at the pub? We know, and we gossip about it behind your back, maybe even shun you. In fact, 
You might be shunned for nothing you ever did, but for something your father or your grandfather did. Small towns see through deception or posturing. We know each other so well that there's no point in trying to pretend we're something we are not. We are not impressed so much with credentials or reputation gained elsewhere as with hard work and dedication to our town and our values. There is a healthy conservatism about small town life that honors the past. The village is the cradle of human society. The earliest cities appeared about 6,000 years ago, and yet there's evidence of villages dating back 20,000 years, and there were doubtless thousands of villages long before that. This means that we've had far more experience living in villages than in cities, and we've learned the essentials of social survival on this scale from long, hard experience. So a certain amount of conservatism is healthy in preserving this hard-earned wisdom passed down for thousands of years. The unhealthy part of small-town conservatism is a stubborn resistance to change or to any idea that bears the slightest hint of originating somewhere else. We've all heard the story about the newcomer who stood up at town meeting to tell them how it was done in his former hometown. Well, if it was so good there, came the response, then why did you leave? So here's a rank opinion. For good or for ill, change is going to come regardless. But too much change can cause a town to lose its moorings of heritage and of history. Too little change can cause it to lose its heart and its hope and to dwindle and die in the nostalgic prison of the past. True to the past, ready for the future, small towns will survive. And here are a couple of seed pods to carry around with you. This first one from uh, William Soroyan, 1908 to 1981. Is a small town a place truly of the world, or is it no more than something out of a boy's dreaming, out of his love of all things not of death made, all things somewhere above the rust, dust, and decay? And from the songwriter Bert Bachrock, born 1928, a small town is a place where there's no place to go where you shouldn't. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.